Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. How do I know if this covenant is reliable? Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 20 and 21. He said... Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, that there should not be day or night in their season, then may also my covenant be broken with David my servant. So what is God saying? God is basically saying that this covenant, this law is reliable. Turn with me please in your Bibles to the book of Revelations chapter 5 verse 12. Revelations chapter 5 verse 12. I read, it says, Say with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive, number one, power, number two, riches, number three, wisdom, number four, strength, number five, honor, number six, glory, and number seven, blessing. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing and concluding the message I started last week titled, Covenant Gateways to True Riches. Covenant Gateways to True Riches. Please hear me and hear me whether you like it or not, every law that is in operation in the world, be it physical, feasible, be it you can see it or you can't see it, the laws are no respecter of persons. Laws are no respecter of what? Persons. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. It's a law. The law of gravity says everything that goes up must do what? Must come down. So whether you believe in the law of gravity or not, the law of gravity is still in operation. Are you following what I'm saying? So it's important for us to understand that if we are really going to walk in true riches, then we have to engage the laws that are associated or the laws that governs true riches. The laws that governs true riches. That's why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22, It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh, number one, rich. 
So the primary job of the blessing is to make you rich. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh you rich and he adds no sorrow. So if you don't understand this covenant, you will be walking in on this earth, saved, broke, and still go to heaven. That's why Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14, the Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from what? From the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hung on the tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Are you following what I'm saying? So there are, there are keys if you are going to have access to true riches. You might say, I don't believe in it. But if you don't believe in it, you can stay there. You can go up on a, on a 20-story building and jump off and say, I don't believe in the law of gravity. You just jump and see what will happen. <laughs> you can say, I don't believe that the law of gravity exists. You just jump and see. So whether you like it or not, there are keys that governs this world. Now, for example, if you want to send an email to someone, when you type their email address, there is a key that cannot be missing. Like the symbol at. If it's Gmail, you say at gmail.com. You can say, I don't believe in the symbol at. And so I want to send an email. When you send an email, guess what? It will come back to you. Are you following what I'm saying? So these are keys we have to engage if we want to experience true riches. Remember, the kingdom of God is governed by a covenant-keeping God. Psalm 89 verse 34, God says, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. So that means God is a covenant-keeping God. How do I know if this covenant is reliable? Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 20 and 21, he said, Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, that there should not be day or night in their season, then may also my covenant be broken with David my servant. So what is God saying? God is basically saying that this covenant, this law is reliable. And what is a covenant? A covenant always has two parties. You play your part, God will play his part. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. A covenant always have a what? Two parties. A covenant can be defined as a clear-cut agreement between two. Play your part, I'll play my part. Now, let me give you an example. Now, you have a contract or a covenant with your employer. As an employee, the terms of the contract is clearly stated. 
that when you work from 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, 37 hours a week, or 40 hours a week, or 60 hours a week, depending on what hours you do, at the end of the month, you are going to be paid a certain amount of money. Is that correct? When you fulfill your part of going to work 9 to 5, when the end of the month comes, your employer is under obligation to fulfill their part. Why? Because you have fulfilled your part. Are you following what I'm saying? So it's the same thing God is saying. God is saying that as long as the earth remains, Genesis 8.32, as long as the earth what remains, seed time and harvest time shall not cease. No witch, no devil can change this season. This is how it works. Nobody can change day or night. Nobody can change. I mean, we live in the UK, so we should understand these seasons better. In one day, most of the time, we have all the four seasons. Raining, winter, sun is shining, it's cold in one hour. The most unpredictable weather in the world is in the UK. In one minute it's snowing. The next hour it's raining. The next hour the sun is up. The next hour, you know, everything. Everything happens in one hour. So we in this part of the world must understand that this covenant is so powerful. Now let me ask you a question. Does winter send you a letter to say, I'm coming before it comes? No. <laughs> Does the rain send you a letter to say, I'm coming before it comes? No. no. It's, it's, that's how it works. It's a covenant. Are you following what I'm saying? It's a covenant. So God is saying that my covenant is so reliable. This covenant that I'm talking about is so reliable. As long as the earth remains, this covenant is in operation whether you believe it or not. Whether you believe it or not, this covenant is in existence. So if you are going to have access to true riches, then there are covenant gateways. And these are the covenant gateways to true riches. God set in place examples for us to follow so that we can become what he has made them. The easiest way to make a photocopy of something is to pick the original and photocopy it. Is that true? So if I really want to walk in true riches, I have to look at the originals that God made and Take those originals and make a photocopy of them. That's why in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12, the Bible says that, it says that ye be not slothful, but be ye followers of them who through faith and patience inherit their promise. It says don't be slothful. In other words, don't be lazy. Don't be a Christian who is always giving excuses. Excuses are platforms for failures. 
You tell someone, go and do this. They say, oh, pastor, it's cold. They haven't even gone out yet. You have not gone out. You say, there is a lion on the road. The Bible says that lazy man is so lazy when he picks up the food, he's lazy to put it in his mouth. Excuses. Don't give excuses. Don't defend poverty because poverty is not good. Poverty must never be defended. Because check around the world, nobody listens to poor people. The Bible says that there was in a city a wise poor man and nobody listened to him. You can be wise and poor, no one will listen to you. Have you not seen poor people who go on demonstration? Nobody listens to them. They go on demonstration, change our wages, change this. No, no, nobody listens to them. But let a rich man stand up, one rich, one rich man, one wealthy man, and say, change this. They'll change it. So if you want your voice to be heard, don't defend poverty. Say amen to that. Say a good amen to that. If you want your voice to be heard, don't defend what? Poverty. That's why I say that you may not be slothful, but be followers of them through faith and patience. Inherit the what? The promises. If you want to inherit the promises, it comes through faith and patience. And then not, not only that, you have to be followers. You have to be what? Followers of those who have experienced this blessing. One follower, one such, one such great person is, is Abraham. Genesis chapter 13 verse 1 and 2. The Bible says that, And Abraham went up out of Egypt, and he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot went with him into the south. Verse 2. The Bible says that, And Abraham, or Abraham, was what? Very rich. In what? In what? Three areas of richness. Number one, in cattle. Now, if you say, oh, pastor, I mean, we're in the modern day. I don't want to be rich in cattle. Well, that's fine. Do you know if you have 10,000 cattle today, you are very rich? Do you know how much one cattle costs? And every day people are eating. That's why those who are against eating meat, every day people are eating meat. Are you following what I'm saying? If you have, have a farm with just 10,000 cattle, you are rich. So the Bible says that Abraham was very rich, number one, in cattle. Number two, in what? In silver. Glory be to God. So I said, oh, okay, pastor. I mean, I've gone past the silver level. Praise God. That's fine. And then number three, in gold. Look at the three stages of how rich he was. What level are you in? Before you criticize Abraham, what level are you in? Are you rich in cattle? If you are not rich in cattle, don't, don't criticize him yet. He knows something you don't know. 
So we must be followers of them who have already achieved it so that we can also achieve it. Say amen to that. Jesus Christ taught us how to have access to true riches. Luke chapter 16 verse 10 to 13. Jesus said, he that is faithful in that which is least is also faithful in that which is much. And he that is faithful, verse 10, let's stay on verse 10, verse 10, Luke chapter 16, verse 10. It says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in the much. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is basically saying that start from where you are. Be faithful with the little. You've heard me in this church taught time and time again that if you don't save when you earn 10,000 pounds a year, you can't save when you earn 1 million pounds a year. Are you following? It's as simple as that. If you don't give now when you have earning 100 pounds a month, you can't give when you are earning 1 million pounds a month. As a matter of fact, <laughs> if you can't tithe on your 100 pounds, what is the tithe of 100 pounds? 10 pounds. Or oh, let's even go down. Shall we go down? Let's say 10 pounds. If you can't tithe on one pound, when you have 100 pounds, you can't tithe 10 pounds. If you can't tithe on 10 pounds, if you have a 1,000 pounds, you can't tithe on 100. The moment you see the money increasing, you become greedy. And wait, I'm going to show you something very powerful today that will change your life forever. So if you are not faithful in the least, Jesus said you cannot be faithful in much. Check people who are late to work. If you leave two minutes from the, your office and you are late to work, if you move far, you'll be late to work. The thing is in your DNA. It's in your blood. There are some people, they cannot imagine themselves having 10,000 pounds in the bank. Never. Some people can have never handled 5,000 pounds in their hands like this before. Let alone in their pocket. <laughs> it's a mindset. That's why last week I taught you that, you see, if you don't renew your mind, your old mind cannot handle the new. Jesus said, you can't put new wine in old wine skin. It all has to do with your mindset. If you can't give God the little that you have now, you can't give God when you have much. And listen, listen to me, this is important. God will never graduate you from where you are until you have passed the test. So Luke chapter 16 verse 11, Jesus said, if ye therefore have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? So that means there are true riches. 
Are you following what I'm saying? Jesus said, if you are not faithful with the unrighteous mammon, unrighteous mammon has to do with the money you have now. Jesus is teaching on faithfulness and he's saying that if you are not faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? That means until you pass the test on the unrighteous mammon, you can't handle true riches. Are you following what Jesus is teaching us? He said, if you want to handle true riches, then pass the test in handling unrighteous mammon. How many of you would like to handle true riches? And now listen, when we talk about true riches, don't only limit it to money. It's more than money. Are you following what I'm saying? True riches is more than just money. It's more than that. Verse 12 of, of Luke chapter 16. It says, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? If you are renting a house now, you are not taking off that rented house. You won't have your own house. <laughs> if you rent a car and damage a person's car, you won't have your own car. I bought cars for the church many years ago. Members took the church car and drove it the way they liked. <laughs> oh God, yes. Up to today, those people, they don't have a car. Because it's, it's simple. If you don't take care of another one's own, who will give you your own? That's what Jesus is saying. If you want your own house, take care of where you are now. Don't have a mindset, oh, it's not mine. So I don't care. You maltreat what is not yours. God can entrust your, into your, your, your hands your own. How do you treat other people's children? You want your own children? Treat other people's children well. You maltreat other people's children and you want God to give you your own? No, you are not qualified. Get this right. This is what the kingdom of God is all about. You are given a responsibility in the church and you are breaking all the equipment and yet you are not a giver or a tither. You don't care. You think, oh, it's not mine. It's for the church. Forgetting that the church is not a building. The church is human beings. So Jesus is saying that if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who will give you that which is yours? You want to have your own? Be faithful in that which belongs to another person. And so I'm just here for a few, a few years. I'm just using him as a ladder. You get to the top, you kick off the ladder. <laughs> you get to the top of the building and then you kick off the ladder. Forgetting you will not be at the top forever. You need to come down at some point. When you break the steps of the ladder, how are you going to come back down? Don't be a pastor in a church serving there and stealing the hearts of the people. 
stealing the heart of the people. Don't be an associate pastor, a branch pastor, stealing the church. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Don't break the ladder. Don't break the stairs. Don't break the steps of the ladder. You will need it. You will come down one day. You break it, you get stuck up there. <laughs> and then you will be calling, can I have another ladder? The people who you are asking another ladder, they saw you when you were breaking the one that helped you up. Never criticize a man or a woman of God that prayed for you. That has helped you up. Never. That's what Jesus is teaching us. Someone dedicates your children for you, blesses you, prays for you. You get a promotion, you get a house, you get a little car, and you are now criticizing them. Never, don't do that. You came to the church, you were barren. You were prayed for by the grace of God. Now you have the fruit of the womb. You have many children. And then you go and criticize that anointing. Don't do that. That's not wisdom. My father says, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't never bite off the hand that feeds you. If you bite it off, what to feed you again? Don't be in a church and criticize the church. Don't be in a church and criticize the church. Don't be in an organization, a workplace, and criticize your company. You are digging a hole for yourself. Don't do that. Be faithful in that which belongs to another person. Then God will give you your own. Don't have a mindset of ask for me, I'm just going to use these people to get what I want. Wow. Unfortunately and sadly, there are many people in life like that. That's why you see most of the time God delays your blessings. Not because he doesn't want to bless you, but because of your mindset. Let me use them to get. Oh, these people, I'm just using them. And, and many people get into marriage with that mindset. I'm using the man. I'm using the woman. I'm just using her to get my papers. What kind of mindset is that? I'm just using him to get my papers. What kind of mindset is that? There was a lady married to a man seven years on their seventh anniversary. Apparently she was in debt. She didn't tell the man. The man didn't know. This is why these days before you marry, you ask questions. Ask questions. Ask all kinds of questions. Ask every question. And you go to the extent of asking for proof to back it. Were you born a man or a woman? What's on your, on your, on your birth certificate? Is it M or F? Because this is you'll be shocked. You see the lady there wearing nice, her hair is long. It's not original. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. 
You'll be shocked. You see her teeth, you think it's her own teeth. It's polygreek, polygreek. <laughs> you see the breast, you think it's her own breast. It's apple. She's put two apples there. You will be shocked. So you need to ask questions. And this, 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 this woman, you know, on their seventh wedding anniversary, she put antifreeze in the, in the man's food because she wanted him to die so she can claim a life insurance of 250,000 pounds. And the man didn't know. On their seventh wedding anniversary, the man's face was completely disfigured. Look at that. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Don't, don't be in this world thinking, as for me, I'm just going to use people to get where I'm, I'm going. No, human beings are not carpets. You don't walk on them anyhow. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. What's your mind? Check your mind. Why do you even want to be rich? Is it to show someone God can give you? If your mindset is wrong, God can give you. Verse, six, verse 13 of Luke chapter 16. Jesus said, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Did you hear what God is saying? God said you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve two masters. If your heart is all after money, you won't get it. Let me say it again. If all your heart is after is money, you will not get it. You know when we started this church, we didn't even know about tithes and offerings. We didn't know about that. We didn't know about tithes and offerings. Our heart was so pure. We had no concept of what giving was. We were just happy to be a blessing to people. Don't be in the church and all you're thinking about is money, money, money. And then you start counting. Oh, today a lot of people came to church. So today, if everybody gives a uh, thousand pounds each, hey, today the pastor is rich. That's a wrong mindset. That's a wrong mindset. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't be in the church and have this kind of mindset. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? I'll just take a pause and appreciate our members who are still walking in despite, despite every corner that has been closed. They are still coming to church. What a dedicated church we have. My goodness. People who come to, they've packed far and they've walked and walked and walked and walked and they are still coming. What a blessing. Come on, this church is blessed. I said this church is blessed. So it's important for us to understand these key factors if we want to walk in true riches. 
Listen to me, write this down in capital letters. A poor God cannot supply all your needs according to his riches. God is not poor. Anybody who tells you God is poor, their mindset is closed. Their, their conscience is seared. A poor God cannot supply all your needs according to his riches. A poor God cannot supply all your needs according to his riches. If he is poor, can he supply? No. 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 When you go to fill your petrol, if that petrol station is empty, can it fill your car with petrol? No. I'm sure in some of the some of the places you say it's closed. The fact that it's closed means there is no fuel in it. Are you following what I'm saying? So a poor God can never supply all our needs according to his riches. Philippians chapter 4 from verse 15 to 19. Are you getting something out of this? It says, now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Do you see how this kingdom operates? How does it operate? Giving and what? Receiving. You don't give, you can't receive. Verse 16, it says, For ye, even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I, Paul, desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Do you see how it works? Not because I desire a gift. Not that, not, don't, don't give in the church thinking the church has a need. Don't give with the mindset God has a need. God doesn't have a need. You desire fruits. Are you following me? You desire fruit. And the only way you can have access to fruit is to sow a seed. No fruit, no seed. No seed, no fruit. Vice versa. Are you following what he's saying? He said, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Verse 18. It says, but I have all and abound. I am full. Having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an order of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. A sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to who? To God. Verse 19. It says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How can a poor God supply all your needs? The only way your needs can be met is through giving and receiving. Are you following me? This is so important. Listen, there are keys that operate in this kingdom. God does not desire anything from us 
Rather, God wants us to have it all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Everlasting life. That's, that's the foundation of the kingdom of God. It operates on giving. It, it functions on love. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you getting this? God told me this year he's going to raise millionaires out of this church. And he has already started. There are people in this church that are already walking in that realm. And like I declared, I said, before the end of this year, eight more will be added. I said, eight more will be added. In the name of Jesus. And let me show you, the only way is to love God. Love God with all your heart. Listen, don't chase after riches. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added. Seek first the kingdom. Just love God. Just love God. You know, I've never prayed for food before. I've never prayed and asked God, God, give me food. God, give me, give me shoe. I've never asked my wife. I've never. Even this church, our prayer topics are not, God, give us money. No, no, we don't pray that. Nobody puts pressure on anybody in this church. Can you not see how blessed this church is? In the whole of this area, this is the only church open today. This is the only church open today. To God alone be all the glory. Many years ago, nine years ago, when we were coming to start this church, a good friend, a good friend of ours, well-educated, in the things of God. He said, how can this church survive in an area where there are many churches that have been here for hundreds of years? I said, do you think the church will grow? I said, well, God called me. And right from here, right from here, many branches were planted out of this church. This is a blessed church. This is a church where nobody puts pressure on you. Have you given today? Has anybody asked you that question before? Why would we ask you that? Because our giving doesn't add anything to God, but adds everything to us. Haggai chapter 2 verse 4, chapter 2 verse 8, God says the silver is mine, the gold is mine. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Why would the Lord of hosts come to ask you what the, the thing that already belongs to him? He said, the cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. He said, if I were hungry, I would not ask you. That's right. That's right. Has God ever knocked on our door to say, hello, knock, knock. Can you give me food to eat today? Come on now. It's us who need, we need fruits. So we bring the seed. We bring the gift so that our account will abound with fruits. Glory be to God. Listen, loving God is the only gateway to true supernatural riches. Say amen to that. If you want to have access to true riches, the key is loving God. 
As for the Lord, all his ways are perfect. And God only reveals his secrets to those that he loves. Because I love my wife, she knows a lot of things more about me than you do. When you love God, God reveals his secrets to those that love him. <laughs> this kingdom is for people who love. Do you know that those who love, they don't debate on whether to give or not to give? Have you noticed? Those who don't love, they, they will give you 110 reasons why I must not give an offering today. As a matter of fact, they, they know the time where the tithes and offering is taken in the church and they come after. Now, who are you deceiving? How can a farmer wake up and say, it's a, it's a season to plant, so I'm just going to sleep. And then when it's harvest time, you say, oh, I'm ready for the harvest. What are you going to harvest? God says you sow the wind, you reap the well wind. Be careful what you sow. You, you, you sow the wind, what will you reap? Well wind. So this kingdom is reserved for people who love. People who love God with all their heart. Genuinely love God. Genuinely love God with passion. Genuinely love God. People don't know the secret behind this church. It's love. My heart for God is love. I love God with all. My, my wife will sometimes ask me, do you have a starting time of work and ending time? I'm always working. Because I love God. I'm always looking for ways to make God's people better. Because I love God. You see, you can't love God and not love God's people. My heart desire when I'm praying for people is so that God will bless them because I love God. That's the key right there. So loving God is the only gateway to true riches. First Kings chapter 3 from verse 3 to 9. First Kings chapter 3 from verse 3 to 9. The Bible said, and Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father, and only sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. What did Solomon do? Solomon loved the Lord. Look at what follows when you love. When you love, you will give. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statue of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. Verse 4, and the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice them for their was the great high place a thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon the altar? Everybody was giving one, one, one. Solomon gave a thousand. Everybody was giving one, one, one. Solomon gave a thousand. And God looked at Solomon and said, Wow. Wow. Anybody who tells you God doesn't look care what you give is a liar. Check the scriptures. The Bible said Jesus was sitting by an offering 
and a poor widow came to give. Jesus said she gave her all. Right? She gave her all. And Jesus never said, hey, poor widow, come and take your offering. <laughs> Jesus never said that. Because the only way to break poverty is through giving. You remember the widow of Zarephath? When there was famine and Elijah the prophet went to her, the, the woman said, I, I was, she was gathering two sticks. She said, I'm only going to gather this, I have a small flower. Me and my son are going to eat and we'll die. And the man of God said, make for me a cake first. <laughs> what? I'm going to die. He said, make for you a cake. We are going to make bread. We don't have the ingredients for cake. We're going to make bread. You said we should make cake for you. That's how the kingdom of God operates. And she made for the prophet. And the Bible says that from that time, she has so much in store until the famine ceased. Listen to me. God cannot be mocked. Don't think, don't think you are doing God. When you come to the church, when it's time for giving and you, you sit on your giving, don't think you are, you, are, you, are, you, you are punishing anybody. You are punishing yourself. Are you following me? You are closing the heavens under your, over yourself. God said, prove me now and see through your tithes and your offering. Prove me now. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you a blessing that you may not have room enough to contain it. That's where I want to be. I said that's where I want to be. My father will say when it's good for the mouth you see the evidence in the beard. When it's good for the mouth you see the evidence where in the beard. Do you know what that means? It's a proverb. When you are eating and you're really full, that's the only time your beard experiences some of the food. But when you are eating and the food is not enough, you are careful to put it in your mouth properly. <laughs> that not a single one drops on the floor. Are you following what I'm saying? So the gateway in this kingdom is love. Love God with all your heart. Be a God lover. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Verse 5 of 1 Kings chapter 3 says, And in Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I will give thee. <laughs> Only after he gave. God showed up and said, now I know your heart. You love me, now I know. Now God showed up and God said, ask what you want and I will give you. So there are some of us, when we give, God shows up on us and say, ask what you want and I will give you. My wife will tell you there's been many times oh, we need to clap for those who are still coming. Wow. They have walked. They have walked from their houses. My goodness. They are coming to church. Glory be to God. These are young people. They have a heart for God. They'll go far. I said they'll go far. 
My wife will tell you, there's been many times we have sacrificed our all. We don't know where the next meal is coming from. God tells us, give. We don't ask God, God, how, where, where, where are we going to get food to eat? Because we are lovers. We are God lovers. We are God lovers. This ministry is a giving ministry. We give into all kinds of ministries. There are times we empty everything in the church account and give according to God's instruction. God tells us give, we give. And the next thing, God opens the windows and says, ask what you want and I will give thee. Do you know what this means? For God to ask you, ask me what you want. I pray you will get there. I said, I pray you will get there. I said, I pray you will get there. In the name of Jesus. Before the end of this month, God will show up in your dreams. And God will ask you, ask what you want and I will give you. Let me hear living amen. And let's see the evidence of what happened to what Solomon asked. First Kings chapter 3 from verse 11. The Bible said, God said unto him, because thou hast not asked this thing, as have asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither have you asked for riches for thyself. This is key. After you've given, don't ask God for riches. Are you following what I'm saying? After you've given, just ask God for souls. Just ask God, God, increase your house. God, bless your church. God, bless that. Don't ask for riches. Because the moment you sow, you don't have to pray for the fruits to come up. Because this is how this kingdom operates. So God said, Solomon, you did not ask for your enemy's life and don't ask God to kill your enemies. They have to live to see. I have a lot of enemies, but I'm not praying that they die. The the enemies that said this church will not flourish, they are seeing the flourishing of this church right in their eyes. I'm telling you. So stop praying, God killed my enemies. Why? Don't you want them to see what God is doing with your life? Don't you want them to see your, 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 your Lamborghini? Don't you want them to see your your private jets? Yeah. If they die, there is no no wisdom in the grave. They cannot see in the dead. Let them live long. One prayer you have to pray for your enemies every day. Father, let them live long. Let them live long. That's right. Let them live how long? Long, very long. When they see a blessing, they, they, they themselves will be praying, God, kill me. God, God says, stay. You will not die now. Whether the devil likes it or not, they will see the blessing of God over your life. Amen. Hallelujah. There are many men and women in this church, listen, in this church, who are true kingdom lovers. There are many people, sometimes they are not in church, yet they are giving. They don't come to church yet. They are giving. That's the heart of God. That's people who love God right there. Are you following what I'm saying? 
When God is blessing such people, you, and then you sit and say, oh, maybe they are doing something else. This, they are only doing what I'm teaching everyone. Why don't you also be a doer? The Bible says that, and God said to Abraham, lift up your eyes. Genesis 13 verse 14. Lift up your eyes from where you are. So start from where you are. Start with your 10 pounds. Start with your 100 pounds. If you don't start now, you can't go far. Start from where you are. Start little. One of our men in this church, when he came to the church, he said, oh, as for me, I don't believe in tithes. I don't believe in tithes. He was very tight then. Earning a lot of money. He said, oh, I don't believe in tithes. And then I was preaching. I said, well, you, you, fine. You still come to the church. The church is open for all. Still keep coming. He didn't stop. He was coming, coming, coming. One day he said, okay, pastor has been teaching on this thing for years. Let me just try. He said, let me just try if it works. And he started. The first testimony he came to give was that he said, uh, when I was not giving, my money was finishing. Before the end of the month, my money is finished. But now that I'm tithing, my money is not finishing. Does it make sense? That's how the kingdom of God works. That's how, you know, the, you see the scarcity and poverty mentality is that when I give, I'll be poor. No. And through, through his obedience, tithing faithfully, God gave him a wife. From there. From there, he was living in a small, small room. Small. Small, very small. And then God gave him a wife. And then before he realized, God blessed them with twins. And then we went to visit them. I said, Pastor, we don't, you know, it's a small room. I said, God will, God will make a way. Amen. God will make, since you are a faithful tither, God will make a way for you. Amen. After we went to visit them, not long after, oh, he had just gone out. I wanted him to come actually and testify today. He is one of those people who has parked far. I think he's going to get his car because he's got a lot of, Blessed family is going to, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then from there, from that small place, he said, Pastor, we are looking. I said, Go and look. He said, We don't have the deposit. I said, Go and look. Go and look. And in less than one month, they found a, a three bedroom house from a small, tiny room to a three bedroom house. Now, now, listen to the, how, how it gets better. From there, when they found the house, they liked the house and everything, the person they were buying the house from said, I will give you the deposit for the house. If if this is not God, if this is not God, then then who can it be? This is in the UK. Today, they are living in their own three-bedroom house. The tithe works. See examples of who people that God has done for through scripture and follow after them. There are countless examples I can give you in this church. Countless. 
So I said, oh, what are they doing with their tithe, my tithe? Come and check. <laughs> and you know those people who say, what are they doing with our money? They are the people who don't give. That's why I tell students in this church, if you're a student, you have to learn how to be a giver. If you want God to open doors for you, you can be here, you can, listen, serving everywhere is different from having access to true riches. You can do everything, but when, if you don't give, you'll be poor for, 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 for a long time. For a long time. Learn to be a giver. That's the only gateway when you give love on God and see God break out on your behalf. So God said to Solomon, you have not asked for anything, but look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. It says, and I have given unto thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and what? Honor. Sorry, verse 13. Verse 13 of 1 Kings chapter 3. It says, and I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both what? Riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings of the earth all the days of your life. And look at how God confirmed it in First Kings chapter 10, verse 23. First Kings chapter 10, verse 23. The Bible says that so King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. Exceeded how many kings? How many kings? How many kings? All the kings of the earth for what both riches and wisdom. God can be mocked. I said God cannot be mocked. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.